Hi, it's Karen from See Me, Hear Me, Love Me. We're the podcast for parents with young children, and we know that life with kids is messy, but we're here to celebrate those messes, from spilled milk to emotions spilling out of little volcanoes. And you know what? We really believe in you. You got this, and you're not alone. I just want you to know a little something about your host. Karen Deerwester is an educator, author, and all-in cheerleader for kids being kids. Karen has been a corporate spokesperson as well as a reasonable and reliable voice for kids and parents in print and on TV, on NBC, MSNBC, NPR, Parents Magazine, and many more. Best of all, Karen leads the parent-child classes right here at Benator Congregation of Boca Raton, Florida. Get ready for some fun, a ton of encouragement, and maybe a little inspiration. The topic for today is testing, testing, are you being hooked? Celebrating the experimentation while still guiding, teaching, and expecting great things from our children. Great choices, great problem solving. Let's find our ways to say no. Let's find our ways to say great idea, but let's find out when and how our children test us and what you do when your children are starting to push you over the edge to desperate mommy. Here we go. Okay, so I'm at the table today with Stephanie McLaughlin, Rita Berger, and Laura Bazzilli. And they're gonna share some great real life experiences of their children testing, pushing buttons, but also I know some really great parenting and insights. So take it away, Stephanie, and introduce yourselves and your children, please. Hi, my name is Stephanie, and I have two sons. One is two and a half, and the other is four. And I would say that my kids are very, very different. We call our two-and-a-half-year-old the chubby ninja. (laughs) And he definitely got the double dose of stubborn. So we have a different push from him than we have from our four-year-old. Our four-year-old got the double dose of um, sensitivity and emotions, the whining. So I feel like even though they are 18 months apart, we have very, very different children. And so we use different tactics with both. And I love it that testing comes in all shapes and sizes. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to let you tell us about this morning, but let's hear who's in Rita's family. I'm Rita, and I have three children. I have a seven-year-old Matthew, just turned seven last week, and then I have two-year-old twins. And life is definitely interesting in the Burger House. And um, Matthew just turning seven, he's definitely testing his independence. You know, he told me the other day he is a grown up now, <laughs> and that's all there is to it. And <laughs> did he tell you what that means? <clears throat> um, no, he didn't. And I and I just I you know I just kind of nodded my head at him. I mean, I've I've learned to choose, pick and choose my battles with him. Um, and then my he's definitely he's. Like I said, he's definitely testing me now. He um, He's very hard on the outside, but very soft on the inside. He is a very sensitive child, but he's very stubborn and very, I th- think he's going to be an attorney one day. He Love just, he, he loves to argue his point and he is just right and that's it. And um, Conviction matters. Absolutely. Yeah. And Landon and uh, Landon and Molly uh, just turned two and... They are night and day. I mean, I just, it's so interesting to see how different twins can be. 
Um, Landon is just our fun and goofy, silly, I call him the little devil. Uh, he, he says, we, we actually call him the devil because he can't say devil. He says devil. Um, and he's just sneaky and just everything he thinks is everything funny. Everything that he does is funny and just does it all with a smile and a laugh. And Molly is very motherly when she wants to be. Um, but she is, she definitely rules the roost in our house. Um, and she is my, probably my most difficult one. Out of all three, she mm. being the girl is harder than both boys put together because the boys strong, are definitely still mommy boys, yeah. but the, she is just very strong and assertive, and she just she's a girl. That's all. That's it. how I can. The best way to explain her is she is a girl. Love it. Love <laughs> it. That's a that's going to be a great topic. Um, moms and daughters. Oh, and, love it. And mommy it's boys. Yeah. <laughs> Laura. Okay, so I have a two year old who is. The most strong-willed person I think I have ever encountered. Mm-hmm. I haven't figured out yet if she's type A, but she certainly wants to do everything herself. Yes, and that was true mm-hmm. from day one. You put a shirt on her, she will take it off nice. and put it back on herself. Mm-hmm. You pull her pants down to go to the bathroom, she will pull them back up, pull them down, and do it herself. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's very frustrating sometimes when you think you know a better way or a faster way of doing things. And she just wants to take her time. I love it. I love mm-hmm. it that she's not going to let you uh, make those choices for her when her her sense of herself and her sense of her responsibility to do everything herself in the world is, is her biggest priority. And we'll talk about how to honor that while still keeping you moderately sane, we hope. And choice is actually one of her favorite words. She wants to have a choice of which spoon to use. She wants a choice for which dress to wear. I shall say to you, choice, choice. Yes. She says, I choose, I choose. Perfect two-year-old strategy. It works. I hear Molly do it. Molly do it. (laughs) I love it. The girls are rocking. Okay, so back to Stephanie's boys. What happened this morning? Well, we were up late last night with uh, trunk and treating, and we're very scheduled at home. We are very good about bedtimes. My sons go to bed very early, but they are very early risers. We are up about 5.30 every morning. I could set my alarm by it, unfortunately, but it's been that way. So they go to bed usually about 6, and it's wonderful for mom and dad, but we were off that schedule, obviously. They do not nap. We were off that schedule last night, and they woke up, and we were a little cranky this morning. So when we get cranky, Carter, my older one, gets emotional. Everything is very dramatic from even just getting out of bed to going potty to getting down the stairs to Troy took this, you know, (laughs) and it's just a very, it's a whirlwind of hours of tears on and off. And Troy is the complete opposite. Troy definitely gets the um, stubbornness. My two and a half year old is just very independent and uh, always an octave too loud, <laughs> waking up the entire house. But I do it. I do it, you know, and he wants to go potty by himself already. He wants to open up the fridge and get his milk, which he can't, and things like that. So I think from 5.30 till we left for school at 8.45, I think mom had to walk away a couple times just mm, to okay. take a break. But... um you know, and I, were they moving forward through the morning, and it was just very emotional? Where they were was, moving Where forward. were you drawn into it? 
they were moving forward through the morning. Usually we we wake up, we all go downstairs, mom makes a cup of coffee, and the boys go into the playroom. They have independent play in the morning, you know, which is either really good or it's complete battle zone. Right. It depends on the morning. Right. This morning with emotions heightened, it was definitely battle zone. Everybody was touching my stuff. We were fighting over the same toys. So we're constantly coming out of the playroom and you're constantly baking, breaking up battles. Um, but yes, then we sit down to eat. They're fine to eat. And then it's like getting ready for school is a whole nother level. You know, we like have a routine. We all go to the bathroom. We brush our teeth. We get dressed. We spike our hair, pack the lunches, <laughs> and we're getting in the car. But this starts about 8.15 to leave at like 9, 8.50. I mean, okay. it is... It is definitely That's really good. a under long two process. Hours, under an hour with two boys? I think you deserve a mommy award for this. Yeah. Th- thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> the, here's the struggle part for me, and, and that's why I'm trying to figure out, like, how do we evaluate the success or struggle of this morning, is that you can do everything right, and you're going to have mornings like that a few times a week, if not the majority of mornings in the week. And so often, it's not about them listening or them not having the skills. It's about being tired, being cranky, being mm, anticipating something that's a change. There's all those other things, hungry, tired, um, angry, all those other things that need to be addressed. And you can't really, if they're tired, if their schedule's off, then you just know this is going to be a rough morning. And when I pick them up, I'll give them big hugs and they'll have pretty good days. And then we'll have a great weekend but it's I'm not sure it's fixable and and I think that's the 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 thing that I'm most concerned about in the podcast is letting everybody know you can do everything right and parenting is still going to be so hard and such a struggle and so so it doesn't change so and and it gets harder and it gets more complicated and nuanced and and you know, they, they become more elaborate in their schemes and their they're drama. They're older and smarter and wiser and they know everything. <laughs> so would you want to have done something differently today? No, I think that the thing that I always look back on is myself. I think the more relaxed I am, the more relaxed they are. And it's very hard when two toddlers are losing it on two different ways. You're, like, ready to pull your hair out. And for me, just drink another cup of coffee. And so I feel like I have to remind myself that just they feed off of you. And so I feel like... If I'm relaxed and I feel like I got this, then they are, no matter what. Because their mood's not going to change, right. unfortunately. It's not. I wish I could flip a switch, but it, it's not. And there is no switch, right. And that's the that's the hard part for me is it's. I feel like it's on me. How well it's going to go is on you. And I just think that's it's hard to face that, that. That's number one for us to all just, like, throw it out, let it go, get rid of that. Because it it's not going to help us. <laughs> But I want to come back to you said, um, because we still have that issue, let's say, for Carter, of him being um, the meltdown. Oh, the whining. The, the whining, the drama. And, and again, it's which child is easier for you to mm-hmm. respond to because it's like, give me forceful, give me intense, give me active. And my husband and I feel differently. Yes. And that's a good thing yes. that each parent I think is the whining's harder. The and, whining's harder and for you. And he thinks the stubborn is harder. So let's talk for a second about how you, you said each 
each child needs a different kind of response. So let's talk about, because they are, it's different skills, it's different responses, it's different kinds of comfort and support. And then I'm going to come to Laura and to Rita to say, how does that tie into what you have to do in terms of personalizing and individualizing your responses? So with Carter. Carter understands they're like a cause and effect. Um, For him, it's definitely like, making we always say you are making a bad choice if you choose to continue the bad choice this is your punishment it's very easy since tomorrow is halloween to say darth vader (laughs) costume will not be put on tomorrow to trick or treat if you choose to make bad choices this morning but it's enough that it clicks that he's like oh no that means i have a consequence tomorrow so carter understands the consequence and usually it's enough that it sucks it up together and he gets it together to like move on okay before we get to troy i want to say something about that and again just to put out there into the into the air first don't change anything that's working for you um and but but i my goal is to eventually get away from punitive discipline from the the negative consequences because here's part what might be going on in little Carter's emotional life. And that is when you say bad choices have negative punitive consequences and he inevitably can't make good choices all the time, then he knows he's a stinky thinker. He knows he gets himself into bad places where he boxes himself into a corner and he can't get out. Now, the good part of that is, is that it's still that boundary that he needs that says, okay, somebody is holding me in place in this world so that there are limits, there are boundaries, and I'm safe. But but when that emo- it might also be putting a little gasoline on the fire of his vulnerable emotional self, which is, I'm just a mess. <laughs> and I can't do it. And Darth Vader isn't coming. And, and then I'm going to, you know, so it's, it's he's, he's internalizing a negative drama as well. And maybe that's a little bit trickier. Now, again, with, with Troy, where the world is black and white, it's like, oh, I screwed that up. Pick myself up. Brush myself yeah. off. That drama isn't going to become internalized. So there is a sense where two different things work. But let's go to what works for Troy. And I just, and again, you don't have to, I don't want you to change anything, but I want you to just think about maybe there's, and, and how do we handle that vulnerable emotional child um, when they're off their rocker? For Troy, it's just walking away. Just walk away. It's literally just walking away. He does not respond to timeouts. He doesn't respond to taking anything away. I'm I'm not sure at two and a half he understands a consequence that's coming the next day. Mm-hmm. You know, he has no clue. It's literally just taking a deep breath and walking away. And the minute you walk away, it's like it all clicks. He resets himself. He resets himself. And he's very easy. He is that kid that you flip a switch and he's like, I want to do it now. Okay. Okay. You know, and so... It's easier. It's temperament, it's communication styles, it's learning styles, and it's in the DNA. So what would Dan say works with Carter? Oh, Dan handles Carter better, I think, because Carter is like me, you know, the one that's like you. you Thank see you for a, saying that. You do. You <laughs> see a lot of yourself. And, you know, it's very hard. We were talking about this the other day. It's hard to see what you consider your negative attributes passed down to your kids because you only want all the good stuff passed down. And when Carter's emotional and whiny and things like that, he he does get it from me. It's not from Dan. My husband's very mm-hmm. easy. And so Dan is very good at the comfort. 
the calm, the comfort. You can do this. Let's do this. Take. He probably does exactly what needs to be done to reset Carter. You know, it's it. the patience. And you hear the patience and you hear that self-soothing yes. that you can give that you see Dan give, mm -hmm. and that would be so nice to give to yourself yes. <laughs> instead of going right to that edge it's and true. going, enough, enough, I don't want to be at this edge, I don't like this edge, and I don't like that edge in you. So it's like so he's you, like the calm. Yeah. And where for Troy, he tries to consistently over talk and over involve. Yes. Right. And for Troy, I'm like, just walk away from him and he it doesn't work as well. Okay. And so Troy is You've harder got for the him. Secret. You've got the <laughs> secret. Well, let me go to Laura and say and just I mean you only have one child, but again, you hear the nuance of what when things work and when things don't work. And we know with Olivia, some things work well and some things are completely um, you're banging your head against a wall. Okay, so one of the things that has been her big red push button since she was six months old is water. When she has a glass of water in front of her, when she has a bottle of water, she has to spill it on herself. She has to put her food in it. She has to put her spoon in it. She has to pour it into her food. Something has to happen with this water to the point where I've almost wanted to limit water or say you have to eat your food with no drinks. So I remember this from a year ago. So you're telling me the same drama is still going on. Same drama. <laughs> <laughs> and what works, what doesn't work. I'm going to cut you off a little bit here. You know, since this has been going on for a year, maybe I haven't figured out what it what works or what doesn't work. But I'm also terribly self-conscious of myself as a mother, and I'm always very scared of causing some sort of psychological terrorism uh -huh, on my child. Uh -huh, uh -huh. So I've tried everything from being just very stern, pushing her high chair away from the from the table, you know. Um, but when she gets, she's also a very sensitive and empathetic child. So sometimes I try being sad about what she's <laughs> doing. Again, but I, I you know, I, I do feel like I'm causing this psychological terrorism. Um, Anything to say about terrorism, um, Rita? Okay. Oh, because I think one of the dads last night had the quote, I don't negotiate with terrorists, but that's funny. Um, Was that my husband? <laughs> Could have possibly been. It's so here's what I wanna here's the struggle. And, and, and I say it because it, you've, it's not about the water. It's not about the water. But what I do know in the button pushing is you don't want her acting that way. Mm -hmm. You don't. That's, and, and so you're saying, oh, but I, but I want to be a great mom. And, of course, you are a great mom. And, but I'm a thoughtful mom. And I'm an intentional mom. And I'm a reflective mom. And, I'm a, and I research and I study and I'm trying all these different things. But what I hear is you're trying all these different things to manipulate or control the setting to get what you want in a setting that you have no control over. And so maybe it's not that is there a strategy to make her stop doing this thing that annoys me, or is the stra is it, you know what, Olivia, I really, it drives me crazy when you have this water party at the table, um, you must be a fish, and walk away. Now, again, it's, there, is, there is something that's going to disengage the power struggle, the button pushing. 
So when she's, not necessarily with the water, but when she is having a complete meltdown, one of those typical toddler on the floor screaming, um, I've tried doing time-ins as Uh an alternative uh to uh time-out. Thanks for mentioning it because it's such a hot topic. So we, we have our little elephant, and we sit in the elephant, and we read a book, and... You know, but then I start to think. Wait a second. Wait. Okay. Wait, am so, I so rewarding having, bad behavior? She's having a tantrum on the floor, and what do? You, so she's having a tantrum on the floor, giant meltdown. How do you introduce the time in moment? I ask her, "Do you think you need a time in?" And I, actually, I don't give her a choice. I just pick her up and take her over to the elephant, and that usually does it for her. You know. Okay. So what happens when you get to the elephant? You know, she. Tones down her. her it's screen. really a timeout. It's just a timeout with an elephant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and with and mommy in a book. And mommy in a book, you know. And, and so, so the book. Now that she does, does she listen to the book? Yeah, she gets. She loves books. Okay, so she just this is, is like, okay, you moved me to a different space. So is it more space. like a redirecting? You, you moved me to a different space. I, I understand. We're done with that. And and now, thanks. Let's just regroup and move forward. And then she gets up from the book. How long does it go? Is this five minutes, ten yeah, minutes? Yeah, five minutes, ten minutes tops. Okay. So, so she has a mommy moment. Do you feel like you're being held hostage in the mommy moment? Or you're happy to, you're happy to be in the time in? I'm happy to be in the time in because I'm not doing the time out. But again, I have this, you know, thought of am I rewarding bad behavior? What am I teaching her? Am I? And, and here's the answer to that question. Does the behavior repeat in order to get the time in? No. No. Then you're not rewarding it. Okay. okay it's, Check. It's, if, if she were, if she were do, if she were look, having the meltdown and looking over her shoulder like, okay, mommy, I need you. It would be clearly attention getting. And there might be multiple reasons for that. There could be negative attention getting and positive attention getting. But if I mean, if she's not doing the behavior to get to the time in, then no, it is. It's it's a redirection. It's a soothing. You're stopping. It's it's just a little longer pause that says, "Now I'll wait for you to then us for us to move forward." <sighs> Rita, you have lots of personalities in your house. I definitely do. And lots of responses. I definitely do. And lots of experience. <laughs> I um. I definitely do. I don't even know where to... I mean, which one's easy? (laughs) Um, Start with the one that you figured out that feels like you understand. I understand probably Landon the most. He's definitely, I think, our easiest, but we all he's the one that we call the little devil because he's sneaky. But he is also very sensitive. He um, his sister does beat up on him a lot. He does yeah, they, they fight over toys. I mean typical sibling twin things. But um, So does he push your buttons or does he just get in situations where he needs you? It's or is more he, kind he of- needs me. Yeah. She pushes his buttons. If he has something, she needs it, she takes it. And that's it. And he's very, very passive. Matthew was the exact same way. Him and Matthew are are total mirror images of each other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, very passive, very just, you know, Matthew was always like that in school where, okay, if that kid's going to take it, I'm just going to let it go and I'll go do something else. I don't care. Mellow. Very mellow. Yeah. Um, 
boys. <laughs> well, Olivia's that really, actually. Really? Yeah, okay. Olivia is very shrug shoulders, move on to something else if somebody's not got Molly. my boys or not. Not Molly. She's very stubborn. She will stay there until she gets what she wants. Mm-hmm. And if she wants that toy, she will just take it. And if he doesn't willingly give it, she'll chase him around the house until she gets it. <laughs> she doesn't and it forget. Happens. And he cries. Yeah. And he just, he he cries. And it, when he cries, it's like uncontrollable. And he just like, <gasps> like the sobbing and then he comes to me just clings my leg and I know what he needs he needs to be picked up he wants to be put on my lap and like face into my chest and you know and he wants and then I'll start blanky blanky any blanket that's nearby we have a stack of blankets on the couch because of this reason Uh Um, you know he just wants to like the blanket over him because he wants to feel safe and secure and I know Uh that's I know like two minutes of that and he's fine good to go he gets down goes and plays with something else okay just for a bigger perspective since since you said he is like Matthew Mm-hmm. Um, like how Matthew was. How Matthew was. Because what, what's in my mind is, I mean, that's a wonderful need response. Mm-hmm. And it's a wonderful comfort and you're, and you're in sync and it's, and it's working. Um, but what I, my question to my mind is, is he finding, will he find his voice if he needs it? And will, is, are you rescuing him as much as if, if it's always right. like, if that, is that a dynamic that we can change even? But tell me about how Matthew... No, seeing Matthew at seven right. lets you know that that comfort experience now isn't going to make him a pushover or um, this this one always be like mm, taken advantage of by right. his sister. I mean, well, Matthew was an only child. He never had, you know, he got two siblings at once when he was almost five years old. So it was a different situation. I, he is very... Um, strong now he's very outspoken now so i do hope that landon will possess those qualities one day he has gotten a lot better landon um he he does sometimes fight back whereas he used to not fight back at all and with other children um with other children no they're i I think that they don't they do it to each other they don't do it with other children with other children they're just kids they just i mean they and they play, have great they, social skills yes. because they have that home dynamic i mean of, they, they never i mean i haven't had a chance to see them interact in with other kids in school only in your class and family time and um <laughs> i i just you you have confidence yeah and, and the I reason i ask is because be okay. i think you he'll do okay. have that crystal ball that says responding to those needs now is a great solution. Okay, so now to Molly next. So Molly is just, I mean, she is just in charge. She uh, she does, she has meltdowns. Yeah. I mean, she is just, like I said, she is a girl. She has mood swings like beyond belief, but we know that they'll be done in a couple minutes. Just And she is my walk-away child. Okay. I have to just walk away from her, but she's also very stubborn. I'll tell her, Molly, last night at Publix, Molly, you need to sit down. She was in the cart. You need to sit down. You know, and or I'll say, or you're not getting a cookie, it, or you know, if you want a cookie, you need to sit down on your tush. She looks at me and goes, no, <laughs> and just stands there oh, with this look on her face. And what am I, Molly? Like I repeat myself yeah, yeah. again, and then I find myself like taking her and sitting her down. She stands right back up, and it gets to a point where, I mean, obviously I can't walk away from that situation right. in a public place. You know, if I'm at home, I do. Right. But, like, I feel like she gets away with a lot because it's just easier just to be like, I can't well, deal two, with you, you right now. Or right. Three at any given because time. then I have Landon watching her, so yeah. he wants to do it because she's doing it. And then Matthew's, well, they get to do it. Why can't I have a cookie? And so what, what did you do? And I, I mean, I just start, I ignore them. <laughs> I keep shopping. I mean, I, I do what Is I have to sitting? do. And it's, 
I mean, it's me constantly putting her down and, and pushing along, and then yeah. she stands back up, and I'm putting her down, pushing along, and it's just like I don't say anything to her anymore. I just... And eventually she will sit down okay. um, and then start getting into everything in the cart. It's right, just, right, right. you know, it's just... But that's also, I feel like, life with three children. It's, yeah. you know, Matthew doesn't understand why they get special treatment. And they, you know, because they are so much younger. It's not necessarily special treatment. It's the treatment that they need Wow, well, And it's the, it's the rule of mothers of twins. Fair that's is not true. the same. That, absolutely. And, and that's yep. true with siblings. And that's true with anybody else's mm-hmm. children. It's like each one has their own needs, has their yep. own skill level. And you, it, you it's not the same for we all We used to hear from Matthew, that, that's not fair, yeah. like a hundred times a day until Scott started saying to him, oh, life isn't fair, buddy. <laughs> and now he'll now if somebody he says that hears somebody else say that's not fair, he'll turn around and say, Life's not fair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he he gets it. He knows, but he's also his own person. He's coming, you know, just turning seven. He's, you know, a big first grader now. He's very smart. He definitely knows what buttons to push. Um, he definitely knows how, where to get me. Was he pushing this morning? Was it this morning? This morning. Okay, tell us. Um, this morning he has his Halloween um, festival at school. They had to wear their school shirt. They couldn't wear costumes, but they could do crazy socks and crazy hat. He wanted to wear his baseball hat, and I tried explaining to him that's not a crazy hat. You need to wear if you're going to wear a hat to school because a hat at school is not appropriate. You need to wear a crazy hat and follow the rules. Well, he was not having it, and it was just like a full-on argument where, you know, and I kept saying the same thing, and again, I found myself repeating myself, trying to get the twins dressed and ready for school, get all three kids out the door by 7.30, and... Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, it, it finally, you know, we're all in the car and he's still, I see in the rearview mirror, he's got this look on his face. And I said, what's the matter? Because I hate sending him to school unhappy. Sure, sure. I hate that feeling. And nothing. I said, no, I know you, buddy. What's the matter? And I'm trying to, you know, play with her, with him. And I, I know how to make him laugh, which we have to do often. And um, he finally says, well, I'll tell you. I, I don't want to tell you, but I'll tell you. But I know you're going to say no. So I said to him, did you bring your baseball hat? And he said, well, no, but I want you to go home and get it. And I said, no, I'm not going home to get your baseball hat. I said he had another hat that he had brought. Um, And he said, well, this hat's stupid. And he starts throwing it. And I was like, (sighs) and he just lost it. Mm -hmm, And it just, mm -hmm. I got to my boiling point because it had been all morning long, the same fight. And I said to him, Every morning I wake up and I tell myself I'm not going to yell today. Mm. I don't like to yell at you. You you push and you push and you push. Please just stop. I said, we, we just have to stop this conversation. I said, and I just laid it down. I said, I, I am not bringing your hat to you. He wanted me to go back home and get it and bring it back to him at school. Not that I would have done that to begin with, I right, said, right, but right. I, you know, I don't have time. I had to come here and drop the little ones off. I said, it just, it doesn't, it's not feasible this morning, Matthew. I'm, I'm sorry. I said, you will have a fun day regardless. And I tried to redirect him and talk about his Halloween party. And at seven, redirecting doesn't really work anymore. So, and it doesn't because he's he's in an, in a new stage of such mm-hmm. independence. And such and such vulnerability because it's such a landmark year. Right. I mean, this is the coming of age year mm-hmm. where I mean they're not kindergartners and early childhood anymore. So, it's it is big. And when you're walking a very fine line, mm-hmm. so what do you think the outcome of this is when you pick him up from school? He'll probably have forgotten about it. He might mention something later about, yeah. well, if I had had my hat, because yeah. that's yeah. just the kid he is. He's yeah. just very sarcastic and very just like, he's he's my husband to A.T. <laughs> so my other question, did the hat matter? Did he have to follow the crazy hat rule? Um, 
I'm not why sure. Was it important to you? I'm, I'm not sure because I he had a crazy hat, and I think that he just and he was okay with it. You liked the crazy hat, yeah? Yeah, and and he, he couldn't take both hats. He no. I just, I mean, I, the, the rule of school is no baseball hats, and I just feel oh, like... the rule of school right, is no baseball no, no, hats. No, well, no hats in general, yeah, but, yeah. but they're allowing them to wear crazy hats, so I'm not going to let you just wear any hat. That's not what they said that you could do. So let me ask you a question. Do you think that Matthew was, he understood, because he's a very forward thinker, he and he's a chess player. Right, so this isn't about, oh, I love my baseball hat. I want people to see me in my baseball mm-hmm. hat. This is, there's a rule about not having hats. Mm-hmm. And I am fine. I am walking this rule line so tight that I want to go in a, in a baseball hat mm-hmm. that's not the theme, not because I love my baseball hat, but because I want to show them, ha, ha, ha. He wants to show me that he, okay. that he got his so way. So you feel this was a real, this was a... I can I can I can stretch this rule and bend it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I found Absolutely. my loophole. He, okay. he, he finds loophole. He wants to find loopholes in everything okay. now. Okay. So now I and understand. He, he, that's has testing me. He yeah. wants to see how far he can push me, and he thinks that you know. So sometimes I do give in because yeah. with three children you have to choose your battles, and and I do find myself giving in a lot more than I probably should, and a lot more than I want to, but sometimes it's easier, and that's. I mean, it's fine. I, mean, I, I have, have to find calm in my chaos. Yeah. And sometimes giving in with any of them, even with Scott, sure. my husband, it's it, that's just you have to give in. No, sanity is way better than being right mm-hmm. and having it perfect. There's no question in my mind. So, I mean, I just love your story, though, mm-hmm. because what I'm curious about is the, the, over, the big picture, which is when you say to him, do you know why I said no to the hat? I said no to the hat because I don't think that hat really was that important to you. And, but if I asked him that question without giving him an answer, he would say to me, because you're the meanest mom ever. Right, right. Like, yeah, I heard it five yeah. times before you got out of the car I, this morning. Yeah. And I you said, can okay, say, well, you know what, I think this mom. was about you. And, and again, and it's, and it's if him, him then he just knows mm-hmm. that you know when he's playing you, that's the power. That's all the power you need. And, and it's something that it's really, there is something golden to saying, you know what, I don't have to win because I know you know mm-hmm. that I understand this di- dynamic. And it's and the trick is, what is really the dynamic? You know, is it, do I have to stand my ground or not? So I know we've got some other things that we're sending you off to do this morning. So I'm going to wrap up with my every session question, which is, for all the struggles, all the challenges, all the confusion, all the doubt, all the guilt, you really do have this. You got this in the best possible way, and I bow to you every day that I watch you in these hallways. So, Reed, I'm going to let you go first. Um, you had the day drama. You've got the most kids. How do you? How, how have you got this? I've got this because, I mean, well, I'll steal from my husband's thought um, that I do have a great partner, and we we are a team, even more so now with three children. Um, but I've got this because I know that every day is a new day. Every day brings, you know, different challenges, different excitement, different new things. So every day is a new day. And I just, you know, I can go to bed at night knowing that we're starting fresh the next day. And that's why I like to look at. Did you know that forever or did you just figure that out? No. (laughs) (laughs) Lots of, I mean, to go to bed and go, did did the best I can do. Thank you very much. I'll start fresh tomorrow. It's honestly more so since... I have had twins. I mean, having twins is definitely a game changer. It yeah. definitely, um, if, if you don't have multiples, you don't get it. I mean, it's cool. it's just not. 
Okay. It's, it's, you can be, you can yeah. show us. I mean, and that testimony to the world is going to help all of us. So yeah. thank you. <laughs> thank you. Stephanie, how do you have this? I call it mom dar. Mom radar. <laughs> I've named it. And I do it the same for Dan. I call it dad dar. Dad and dar. so we just say it's mom radar and dad radar. And for us, it just means that we know our kids better than anyone else. Thank you. And I feel like... Sometimes you just know what they need and sometimes you don't and but you listen to your gut and you do the best that you can and there's days where I go to bed upset thinking I didn't do the best I could or I wasn't the best I could have been for them but I think it's just mom dar I think that you know and you love them and you just listen to your gut I feel like you know your kids better than anyone else and I'll tell you I know that you had that you and Dan had that strength that conviction and that groundedness from day one with Carter. So uh, yeah. I'm glad you know you yes. aren't losing Thank it. Thank you. Um, as, the, as the experiences go on and on and on. Okay, Laura. First time mom in the room. How you doing? What you got? Well, I think I got it. And I don't know if I will have this in other later years. But for now, I know that I can solve pretty much any of her problems, any of my problems, with just picking her up and hugging her. You know, I feel like I have a special bond, a special connection with her. She's never, ever rejected me. You know, she's sometimes said she doesn't want to do something with Grandma. She doesn't want to hold, you know, Daddy's hand, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. whatever it is. But she's never, in all of our turmoil, ever rejected me. And I, that's a perfect concluding comment, only because with the theme of See Me, Hear Me, Love Me, that this really is all about the relationships and that even when they do, in the moment, reject you, they're never really rejecting you and that those hugs and that connection and that love is unbreakable. So thank you very, very much for being here and uh, look forward to more conversations. Thanks. Thanks. So that's the mess for today. We appreciate you listening to See Me, Hear Me, Love Me. Seeing little people learn and grow, listening to parents taking a crazy, uncertain journey, loving the fun and loving the mistakes. You write the rules, you write your story. We just want to be part of the conversation. But in the end, we know you got this. We'll catch you next week. Take care. Oh, 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 wait. We're growing too. So if you had a great time today, please spread the word to a friend. You can also join our conversation on Facebook. That's with Karen Deerwester. And there's great parenting resources for you at www.familytimeinc.com. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks to everyone at B'nai Torah Congregation for this lovely space. Thank you, David Dweck, for that sweet voiceover. And thanks to The Front and the Follow for the song listen. We are listening. Thanks, everyone. See you next week.